Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yo, what's going on everybody? This is Mega Rand. Thank you so much for tuning in, for five starring, for subscribing on iTunes, for getting it on my site, megarand.com slash podcast. This is Matt Mania, the show where I talk about wrestling. Man, I got a lot of feedback from last week's episode, the Wild Night in Vegas. Thank you. That is not a normal night in my life. So, uh, but it was cool while it lasted. I got back to my regular life and went on to play some shows in Philly. And uh, this past weekend in L.A. at Anime Expo. Now, I have fun, of course, as I always do. But I really think big conventions like Anime Expo was just huge. It's the biggest anime convention on uh, in North America. And uh, and it felt like it. There are over 90,000 people there. And it's kind of hard to figure out who's in charge sometimes. So when you're there to perform... And they give you a badge that says four day and not guest or anything like that. It can be difficult to get anything done. So they kind of look at you like you're not supposed to be here. What are you doing? All kinds of fun stuff. So uh, we got redirected a whole lot. But the shows were actually really good. But honestly, I like small cons, man. I really like small conventions. I like people knowing who you are and, you know, instead of you just kind of being a number. Sometimes I like being a number, but not when I'm there to perform and do a service. You know what I mean? But anyway, I will be all over the place. I'll be at another convention. I'll be at Anime Midwest in Chicago and some others. But this particular episode is going to be a fun one because I'm talking to two really cool people. First, I'm going to talk to my boy Matthew Kelly. And we're going to chat about his podcast, which is uh, all about horror. And it will be coming to its 50th episode real soon and if you know anything about podcasting you know that 50 episodes is a huge deal i know it because i've been doing mad mania since november and i haven't hit 50 episodes so i know i don't think anything i've ever done involving podcasting has ever reached 50 episodes i don't know 50 is a lot so i will say big time props so make sure that you tune in for that interview. We're going to talk horror flicks. We're going to talk WWE. And we're even going to hear his acoustic mix of Tyler Breeze's theme song, which Tyler actually uh, showed on his um, his show, which is Shooting the Breeze. That was cool. Uh, we talked that in Too Many Games in Philly, which is like mid-sized con, not large con. But anyway, I'll be doing some more performances playing July 15th and 16th in Tucson and Phoenix with Deerhoof. 
July 20th to 23rd in San Diego at San Diego Comic-Con. And then some more shows all over the map. And then July 30, 31st in Austin at Classic Game Fest. Got a shout out to the homies, the NPC Collective. They came through and rocked out with us this weekend. And they will continue, hopefully, to come out and rock out. Whenever we're in the same area, we all just click like Voltron and make it happen. Speaking of Voltron, I haven't seen the new series yet. But, uh, but I have seen the latest episode of Monday Night Raw. And what I'm going to be doing after this is talking about the classic double turns. Because in news, a man in sports has done the double turn. His name is Kevin Durant. He's a basketball player who decided to leave his team, his security blanket at Oklahoma City. And is going to the Golden State Warriors, which are the best team ever. And they're also... The team that he almost beat in the playoffs. He had them three to one. He had them beat. He did not win. So he is now joining them. Can't beat him, join him. And again, grown man, millionaire, six foot ten. He can do whatever he wants. However, this definitely turns him heel. Which is why I have the NWO music rolling. Uh, and I think in the process of him turning heel, he has initiated a double turn because I think LeBron James is now the face. He is now the favorite in this situation because he's the guy who went home and he did a lot of cool things for his community and he gave his community a championship, which is what everybody hopes to do. So we're going to talk about that and classic double turns. And during that conversation, I'm going to have a good friend with me, my man Chris from Moody Black. You can check them out online. Moody Black makes noise rap. So they're at noiserap.com. All right. Well, it's time to get the show going. We're going to talk double turns, we're going to talk podcasts, we're going to talk hard flicks, we're going to talk basketball even. So if you're a fan of the sports balls, just a just maybe a three minute segment that you might want to cover your ears on. But anyway, I'll see you in a minute. It's Mega Ran, it's Matt Mania, ring the bell. Okay. Hey, what's going on everybody? This is Mega Ran and this is a special on location episode of Matt Mania live at Too Many Games right outside of Philly in Oaks, PA. Well, we've been having a really good time this last, I don't know, couple days here. So many games, so much music. It's always fun, and it's fun to see this thing grow so much. But it's not about that right now. I actually have a guest with me. So for this Matt Mania short, I got my friend Matthew Kelly. Say what's up. Hey, thank you for having me on, man. No problem. So, Matt, tell the people a little bit about blogger, podcaster. I've got uh, two different shows, the same Mort show and Horror Movie Night. Uh, I asked to be on the show, even though it's not wrestling related, <laughs> because uh, Horror Movie Night is about to hit 50 episodes in one year of podcasting. We're kind of excited. We're going to be doing a thing Friday, July 1st. Uh, we're going to do a Twitter takedown. Nice. Uh, if you track down our Facebook page, you'll see all the movies that we're going to be watching throughout the entire day and live tweeting. Uh, hashtag HMN Viewing Party. And then uh, at midnight, we'll drop episode 50. That's so, amazing. So if you guys want to hang out, watch some really bad horror movies from the 80s, then uh, check it out. But I also love wrestling. I consider, I'm consider i about to kiss a little bit of ass here, and I apologize. Oh, I consider Matt Mania the best wrestling podcast out oh, there. Oh, my God. Better than wrestlers talking to other wrestlers. Better oh, even man. than like the PW Torch, which I love. I love just oh. two wrestling fans sitting down talking wrestling. And I think that's you're what doing I the best. Jeez, man. Thank you. That That's a huge compliment. 
They say nowadays wrestling podcasts are like noses because everybody has one. Yeah. There's a million wrestling podcasts. Right now. <laughs> like, so everyone wants to talk wrestling, um, but I try to do it a little differently. Especially since I, I feel like I understand a little more of the psychology into it, just being a performer. Yeah. And, and you know, too, as a guy who has to create every week or to create something yeah. over and over again to get yourself up for it. You don't necessarily want to hear a bunch of guys saying, oh, this guy can't wrestle. This guy sucks. If or, I hear someone talk like about that. someone getting buried on a podcast, I almost immediately want to shut it off. Because, <laughs> like, in my mind, and I remember hearing an interview with Damian Sandow, and he was like, if I'm on TV, I'm not being buried. No, and like, you're <laughs> he's not. Because like, there's a bunch of guys backstage who've been wanting to be on TV of... for months. Exactly. <laughs> so let's really quickly, I'm going to get back to horror movies, definitely. But, um, right. but since we're on wrestling... <clears throat> Uh, what is your what's your earliest wrestling memory, and uh, what do you let's go up to today about what like what do you think about it today? So, what's your earliest moment so that you can I, remember? I was into I was a Hogan kid. Okay. I, I mean, I have more Hogan movies on VHS and DVD than any human being should. I love Suburban Commando, for example. Oh my uh, god! And that was like for me, I was like into it as soon as Hogan left the WWF. I shut off the TV. And I didn't get back into wrestling until about three years ago. I missed all the Attitude Era. I missed Ruthless Aggression. I missed all of it. Now that the network's a thing, I literally started on episode one of Raw, and I've just been watching Raw, Nitro, Thunder, and SmackDown in order of release. Wow. Trying to get caught up with, so like, where, 20 years of missing. Where are you now? That's, uh, wow. I'm, I'm right as the Monday Night Wars are starting, so I'm finally about to experience the Attitude Era. I'm, I'm kind of excited. Oh, uh, that's a great time. It's, it's, it's very exciting, so I'm kind of, like, thrilled by that. But I just, for me, it was one of those things where I was booking bands so much. And I would book these bands, and every single band would be talking about, oh, did you see what Daniel Bryan did? Talking about Dolph Ziggler. Like, one girl very excitedly showed me, like, this giant Randy Orton lighter that she bought on tour. And it was, like, all this crazy stuff. I I don't know this world. But they just assumed that because I booked bands, I liked wrestling. Because I guess it's, like, a thing in the music industry that, like, musicians, I guess, relate to the grind of a wrestler, and that's their thing. So I started watching just to have something to talk to these bands about, and uh, it was the Wyatts. The second the Wyatts came out, it touched into the horror fan in me, and I was like, all right, well, now I'm interested. Yeah. And then you just learn to appreciate, like, I'm one of those people who I like watching the wrestling, I like all the cool stuff, but in my mind, as someone who's a writer on the side, I'm always thinking of, like, where's the story going to go? Like, what should happen? What should, like, this should happen, this should happen. I had, uh, you know, I think a lot of people, like, backseat book pay-per-views. Oh, yeah. Um, and I, I try not to backseat book pay-per-views, but there's a lot of times where I'll watch, like, I, I remember the Royal Rumble. I remember watching it, and in my head I was like, oh, there's something they could have done that would have been so much cooler, and it would have still achieved everything but pushed something further, which is I think Bray Wyatt should have been the person to eliminate Roman Reigns. I think Bray Wyatt should have eliminated Roman Reigns and then immediately just stepped over the top ring and eliminated himself and looked at Roman and said, anyone but you, to tie it back to yep. their previous feud. But then it's like, you you don't have to have Bray be the guy that wins the Royal Rumble, but you can still keep him as this dude who's just there to wreck people's day. Right. Instead of just the guy who got beat up by, by Brock Lesnar in the final 10. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Do you think... Being a horror guy, and, and, and I'm glad you mentioned the Wyatts as yeah. kind of what brought you back into it. Do you feel like their potential may be a little limited by the PG era? Just by what, what they can do as far yeah. as creepy scariness? I'm, I'm no? sticking with no. Okay. Uh, two weeks ago, I went to a Chikara show. Nah. And uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Chikara. Chikara is more 
WWE. There's, they don't say damn, they don't say ass, they don't say hell. It is the most clean thing in the world. Their current world champion is a satanic demon who oh, wow. at the end of the match beat up his opponent, dragged him in front of his like double master and hypnotized that guy to start being one of his cult leaders. Oh, my. So if a G-rated show like Chikara can do something like that and still keep that fear without having to like go to the dark levels, like super dark levels like that, I don't see why the Wyatts can't. I think if nothing else, the Wyatts, they made a big mistake on having Daniel Bryan join the Wyatts. Because not only was it like in the middle of like Daniel Bryan Mania, but if they'd done that to like a Dolph Ziggler or like someone who was like always almost there, but like not as popular as they could be, I think the crowds would have seen that as like a legitimately intimidating thing. Like give Ryback to the Wyatts. Get like feed these guys that are kind of mid card. You don't know what to do with them. But then it gives the Wyatts this like, oh no, they can brainwash people at angle. And then they just keep growing. You know what yeah. I mean? Like even if you just treat it as the four, at any moment, these guys from the locker room are just going to come out and beat you up on behalf of their, like, leader, Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I agree. I feel like sky's the limit as far as potential for those guys. And I was really excited to see them back on this week's Raw. I don't know how I feel about sending them to the New Day. But the New Day, I actually was ready for that. I feel like the New Day needed a new challenge. They did. I, I mean, I guess I had, I had fantasy booked in my head. That I think the New Day, I, well, I think it's guaranteed New Day are going to break London and uh, Kendrick's longest reign at yeah. this point. I think they're at 302 days, and Kendrick and London were like 331. So it's like as long as they get the battleground, they they beat it. Yeah. Um, so I think they're going to let New Day break that record and then pull the belts off of them shortly after. Uh, and I thought it would go to the Bullet Club, or the club. The club. And then they would be the big bads until Enzo and Cass win it at WrestleMania. Like, I feel like that's Enzo and Cass are going to win those belts eventually, but it should be a big WrestleMania moment where the crowd's losing their minds. Yeah. Um, now I don't know. Now maybe it's the what I would be perfectly happy if the Wyatts take the belts off of New Day and they use that as, as a thing to keep them on top. But you can't do the thing that they've been doing with the New Day, which is that half the time they don't win the televised matches. They only win the pay-per-view They matches. only win the pay-per-view, yeah. If the Wyatts have the belts, they need to be unstoppable. Like, they mm. need to be crushing every person in their path or they're not scary. That's true. That's true. They need to be totally dominant. And I'm not a fan of Monster Heel runs, but, like, the Wyatts, having lost every major feud, really need a Monster Heel <laughs> run at this point. I don't know if they're Monster Heel. I mean, are they? I mean... I don't know. They're so over that I'm not sure if they're heel or not. But who knows? I, who knows? I heard Bray doesn't know. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it, no one knows. No one cares. I think that's really what the new era is. It's it's kind of a tweener kind of era. It's just the it's year like, of the tweeners. Yeah, it's like boo the face. I don't know. Cheer the heel. Whatever. <laughs> we don't care. Uh, so, what do you feel? I mean, so so you've missed a lot of the, I guess, pivotal moments in in wrestling I, history. I've caught enough of it through like what culture and yeah. like there's there's plenty of things out there to fill you in on all the important moments so i i know most of the important moments i just didn't witness them okay at the same time that the rest of the world witnessed okay them. and then, yeah it doesn't <laughs> like either way you still get the same feeling you know like i know the feeling i felt when i saw scott hall on wcw programming for the first time yeah coming out of the crowd and just saying hey yo i was like i, I was speechless like what is happening and I don't know if I've felt that way again since the CM Punk stuff. Okay. So I wanted to ask you, have you um, have you seen the CM Punk run? I watched the CM Punk documentary, so I saw a lot of the CM Punk of stuff. stuff. I, basically, right when I got into wrestling 
like two months later CM Punk was gone. So I did not get uh, top-notch CM Punk. Me neither. So I went back, but watch Money in the Bank 2011. Okay. Best pay-per-view I've ever seen. One of the uh, one of the big <laughs> ones from doing the rewatching that really captured my imagination was the... Uh, I want to say it was WrestleMania or maybe SummerSlam in 94-95, uh, but the uh, Bob Backlund... Bret Hart match. Oh, yeah. Where Bret's in the chicken wing for like 15 straight minutes. Oh, yeah. And Owen's, or Owen Hart is just screaming at his parents, please throw in the flag. Right. And you're like, oh my God, Owen's <laughs> turning face. And like in my mind, I was like, I thought Owen Hart stayed healed forever, but I <laughs> bought into it. I'm like, oh my God, he's turning face. Yeah. He's turning face. He's, he's and then he just starts laughing and cackling. Like, no, and I'm like, laughing. oh, they got me and it's 20 years you. old. Yeah. Like, they got you. <laughs> Oh man! All right, so so you were a Hogan guy, yeah. so I guess post Hogan, like who's your who's some of your favorites that you've seen? Uh, since you've I been mean, up? most of the I mean the NXT guys, it's impossible to even like limit it to a favorite at this point. But I would say one of the guys that I am captivated by on a regular basis is uh, I love watching Phoenix on Lucha Underground. Yeah. That dude just like twists my brain in ways that I didn't know things could happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, Chikara, I've really fallen for a guy named Thunderfrog, mm. who is basically a frog version of Thor. <laughs> so I, I love that wackiness. But then on like the actual main roster, almost all the WWE call-ups. Uh, I got into NXT because of the Vaudevillains, so it makes me super excited to see those guys doing, I think, fairly well yeah. for such a weird novelty gimmick. <laughs> yeah. um, they, you know, they're getting the heat. They're getting actual heat, yeah. which I feel like is rare for a heel. Usually the heat that a heel gets is like we don't want you here, please <laughs> right. go away. But like they're no, they're like people boo them because they say heel shit. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, it and works. Then Enzo and Cat. I mean, how do you not love oh, yeah, Enzo More? That dude just controls a room. Enzo on the mic is like you know, and I, I think I've said it before. Like I haven't seen anyone that great on the mic since The Rock. Yeah. And, it's, and like. Unbelievable. And our tag team chance, man, the New Day. Uh, I, I remember watching the New Day when they first debuted that gimmick and being like, well, this is terrible. <laughs> yeah, and, like, this won't work. And there was a point, all my friends made fun of me. It was two stories back to back. Was There was the first moment that they ever cheated, and there was this look, there's this moment. If you rewatch that episode of Raw where Kofi looks at Xavier and Xavier looks at Kofi, and it's almost, without saying a single word, you see that moment where they're like, we can start winning if we start cheating. And it was right when their heel turn started. And I saw that moment, and I was, like, talking to a friend in the car. I'm like, I think New Day is about to get really good. <laughs> and they laughed at me. They're like, yeah, sure, sure. And, like, here we are, like, a year later, and they are easily the biggest thing in the, in oh, the yeah. WWE the universe. yeah, the biggest thing on TV right <laughs> like, now. It's, it's unreal to think that, like, to see that come from there, like, yeah. when – same thing I saw in the beginning like this won't work yep. countdown to explosion this is not gonna work but and then it becomes the biggest thing well you let those three guys be themselves and that's why I don't understand why they still keep holding back on some of these other guys because like Roman Reigns Roman Reigns is a funny dude and he's a charming dude like you watch yeah. him in any interviews or on any like behind the scenes stuff and it's like Roman Reigns is a guy I like yeah stop writing these giant like Jack and the Beanstalk promos and stuff and let him just be his own charming self and he'll be over the moon with the crowd but you know if you got him out there talking about tater tots and, yeah. and stuff but no one's 
no one's going to get into it. And I feel so bad for him. He's just not connecting. Yeah. And I think that they got to kind of let him let him go a little bit. So what do you think about the news of the suspension coming down? And uh, it doesn't look like he's going to miss Battleground. He's going to come back right before it. So, but he's and he's booked to be in the match. So yeah. what's What's what do you what do you make of this? The rumor the rumor that I keep hearing is that they discovered about the the issue like a week earlier, and purposely kept him on TV just to set up the match for Raw. Like they knew that they had 30 days between Raw and Battlegrounds to set up the match and then just move on with it. I don't know how they're going to promote the match without him being on TV for 30 days. Yeah, that's going to be weird. And the other confusing thing is that the draft is going to happen during that 30 day suspension. Oh my! So like the word was always that he was going to be a draft one pick, and I don't know if that's. Wow! Like, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Another thing's happening that I'm sure they didn't think about. Yeah. Is the WWE 2K video game is yeah. going to announce their cover in the next is week? Is it rains? No one says what it is yet, but I mean it's got to be right. <laughs> it's got to be Roman. Or Goldberg. Like, I mean they put Stone Cold on the most recent one, so maybe they don't Goldberg's care about the young an, new guys Goldberg's anymore. Goldberg's an unlockable character that you yeah. only get with a pre-order. So they may not put him on that. That one. makes sense. Hey, so, but they got Sasha Banks in there finally. Let's see if we get the rest of the four horsemen yeah. in this time. I mean, maybe they'll just go with a legacy guy, you know, just because. Yeah. They could, I mean, they did Stone Cold last year. You can't do. Rock. You can't do Hogan. It's close enough to Roman Reigns. So you just put, put the, the Rock, rock. on there. <laughs> just put like the Samoan Dynasty, except <laughs> Roman. You know, just it's like a giant question mark on his face <laughs> until the 30-day suspension's <laughs> over. <laughs> right. It's so strange, man. This is a really bizarre situation. They could have easily kind of written Roman out of Battleground. Yeah, I wonder they if could this have is going to change. Because like, I, I watch what culture every day, and they did bring up, like, is this going to change his push? Like, That's what I was going to ask next. Is, like, is this a repackage plan? They should. They should where have repackaged Where they come back ago. and it's like no more vest and no and new music. And I don't know. Like, I don't want... I, I feel like most of us can probably assume... If we if we if we're gonna sit down and say that the 30 day suspension was known in advance and they set up the Money in the Bank ending and Raw to set up this battleground match, it's very easy that Dean Ambrose is just supposed to be a transitional champion for this month that Reigns is off TV and then get the belt back on Reigns. But Raw apparently Monday had its highest numbers in months, and I wow. hope that they're not so. If if that is their plan to put it back on Reigns, I hope that they're looking at this and going like. Well, the crowd seems to want to watch if Dean's the champion. Mm-hmm. I don't want. I don't think anyone expects Dean to have like a year-long run or anything, but definitely give him a chance. And and don't. They, I feel like they always have trouble booking Dean because yeah. there's times where he's the lunatic fringe and it's like really cool and really crazy and he's <laughs> like this unpredictable guy. And then other times they kind of turn him into Deadpool, and that's cool. <laughs> yeah. But like, I don't need Dean Ambrose to be Deadpool. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's true. I feel like I was I was really excited when Dean won, and I didn't realize how over he was until yeah. I was in the building and that place exploded yeah. when Dean won. And oh, absolutely. So, he's, he's and great, even though. for Raw the next day, like, everybody loves Dean. So if the numbers are, are doing well, then they I need guess... need to pay attention to Yeah, <laughs> you can't argue with the numbers. So I don't know. I'm really curious what this is going to do for Roman. But I feel like they had every opportunity to just not have him in that match. Let Seth go over. 
and then you get a you get a Seth and Dean match for Battleground. How was Money in the Bank live, by the way? Because on TV, it felt like the first hour was just kind of filler, and then like we hit Cena and AJ Styles, and it was like running. It kind of was. There. I mean, they started with a big match with New Day. Yeah, which was. They started it with. Like the, there was a lot of. And then after that, that, it match. was. But yeah, that match was a little little botchy. <laughs> so there was some stuff, but I think the the exciting moments were kind of few and far between in that yeah. pay-per-view. I feel like, and I didn't realize how predictable everything was with yeah. Dean and all that, but everyone next okay to me some, knew what was going to happen. Nothing's and I'm wrong like, with predictable if it tells the good story. Yeah. And that's always been my rule. Like, I hate when people argue that it's predictable, but it's like, yeah, well, so's like any movie that you watch. Like, you know right. that the hero's going to win. You know the good guy's going to win. It's about the journey to get there. Absolutely. And, and that's how I've always seen it is like, okay... And I, and I imagine that you have to book wrestling this way, but like, here we are now. If WrestleMania is our endpoint, like, what are the steps that are we're going to take to get there? Absolutely. But I'm getting nervous about. I, I, I heard that the brand split's going to lead to two pay-per-views per month, and I, I, I don't know if that's I'm ready too much for that. wrestling. I don't. Yeah. I'm. I don't know. There's yeah. definitely a possibility of too much of a good thing, so I'm really worried about that. Plus, as a as a show attender, like, I don't like the brand split because certain stars are not at certain shows. I hate that. You know, yeah. I come to a show and I might want to see Seth Rollins and he's not going to be there. I, know, I think so. that there's pluses and negatives. There's definitely that element where it's like there's certain stars that you want to see and you're not going to see them on Raw or on SmackDown. But I also hope, hope that by splitting this up a little bit, that like my boy Breezy will get a little bit more time mm-hmm. than just these two minute squash matches. Or, I mean, I'm loving what he's doing with Fandango. I think it's I've great. I've never cared about Fandango ever. Right. And now I and love now him. you do, you <laughs> like, know. It's 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 done well. The that golden sunburn, truth as well. Like that it's sunburn a, match was, was way great. funnier than it had any right yes. being. <laughs> that was so good. So all right. So before we wrap up, I gotta bring you back to horror movies, and we're talking about '80s movies that you're right. gonna be talking about on your podcast. Give me your top five. Top five '80s horror. Top five '80s horror. All right. So Sleepaway Camp is like one of my all-time favorite movies. Uh, so I gotta throw that out there. Uh, the movie Alligator. Uh, it's a Jaws ripoff. It is super entertaining. Way more entertaining than it has any right being. Uh, from uh, John Siles, who wrote uh, Piranha, and he wrote The Howling, and he wrote a bunch of really great movies. I think Alligator's his masterpiece. Um, Dolls from Charles Band. Okay. Uh, it was I've like the precessor to, to the Puppet Master movies. He made Dolls. It's okay. one of my all-time favorites. Uh, man. Because the other ones are like 70s and 90s. Like, I love uh, Frighteners with Michael J. Fox. It's like the movie that got me into horror movies. And then I, I genuinely think the greatest horror movie that's ever been made, the most scary, the most disturbing, is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I try to watch it at least once a year. It's usually sometimes more than that because it's just got that feels like you're watching a documentary, not a horror movie feel that uh, is, is infectious. Absolutely. Wow. See, those are my favorite types of movies, like that, that feel that feels real, you know. But I think, honestly, the scariest type to me are those psychological horror flicks, yeah. you know. I can't watch those. Like I'm like, nine, something like yeah, that. I can't get into that stuff. But Hack and Slash, okay, I can deal oh, with yeah. it. Oh, yeah, no, Slash you know? films all day, every day. <laughs> I'll never get tired of just seeing a bunch of dumb teenagers run into a right. giant dude with a machete. Never gets old. <laughs> so, uh, with that being said, um, did you hear about the Friday the 13th game that's I, coming? I'm not much of a gamer, which is weird that I'm at too many games. Everything that I've seen about Friday the 13th, the video game, makes me want 
to get whatever system I need to get in order to play that game because it looks baller. Like it, that game looks dope as shit. It looks so <laughs> fun, man, and it's got it, it, it captures that have real a feeling of having good video game adaptations. There's no. not a ton of good, you know, Jason and Freddy video games out there. No, no. There's a good Freddy pinball machine. I'll give him that. <laughs> Freddy Nightmares pinball machine is a is a blast. Wow. Okay, Matthew, before we wrap up, uh, one more time, give the people how they can get in touch with you and how they can get the podcast and so they can hear and catch up. All right, so there's, there's a Facebook page. Uh, if you just search Horror Movie Night Podcast, you'll find our Facebook group. Uh, I'll approve everybody, it's, <laughs> but we do have it set for approval okay. um, to keep from people trying to sell sunglasses. No. Uh, so <laughs> get on there. You can find out about the uh, the Twitter takedown over on there. Or you can check us out, soundcloud.com backslash horror movie night. And uh, just a shout out to someone that we're both friends with. The Horror Movie Night podcast is sponsored by Geekscape.net, which is one of the most underrated websites for all your geek news. Check them out. We'll be at San Diego Comic-Con. So come by the Geekscape booth. Say hi to me. I'll be there all uh, con. Awesome. Yeah, I'll see you guys out there in San Diego as well. But thank you again for your time, sir. No problem. Thank and you. I will see you soon. All right, everybody? This is wrapping up our short mini-sode of Mamania. And I'll be back with more. Oh, you got to take us out with a musical selection. Okay, so I'm going to throw out two options because I, I, I mean, I'm going to be selfish real quick and be like, can you, if you want to, you could play my acoustic version of Tyler Breeze's theme song, which you can mm. hear on Shooting the Breeze episode 20 on uh, mm. WWE's YouTube channel. But if that's uh, too conceited, then uh, I would love to hear the Run DMC remix of DX's entrance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> yes. I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> no one's ever asked for that yet, and I put that in my top five Oh, that whole album, songs. that album that that's on with, like, the Method Man rock song and the old Dirty Bastard, Mankind, that, like, that whole album's fantastic. It is. WWE needs to release another one of those. You need do, to, you and need I need to, to be a part of it. Yeah. <laughs> you need to talk to him be like, look, All I right. put out Matt Mania and it was really popular. Let's bring this back. Let's do it. Oh, we need to. All right, thank you so much, Matthew, for your time, and thank you all for listening. We'll be back. See ya.
Can you feel the presence of the greatness near? This hairless look, Prince Pretty's here. talk to you about something real fresh, real new that myself and Megaran are doing now, and it involves you, the fans. Myself and Megaran just launched a Patreon, a monthly way for you all to subscribe to us and what we do. For as little as one buck a month, you'll get free exclusive downloads, a guaranteed song a month, and if you pledge at the $10 level, you'll get a free project a month, whether it be something we do together, whether it's something solo, a side project that I engineer or produce, it's guaranteed exclusive for you Patreon supporters. So... 
If you really like what we do, then this is the time to get down and join us. We are trying to bring back that Nintendo Fun Club vibe because this is essentially a fan club for the real fans. So check it out. Patreon.com slash bits and rhymes. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash bits and rhymes. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 